0: You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Welcome to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. When did we learn that asking for help in our relationships was not a good thing? How did needing help to learn how to be a better partner become shameful? And why is it so hard to be open about getting help before, during, or even after our marriages? You know, how is it that as Black women, we are taught to be strong And that being strong is somehow synonymous with going at it alone. Yet we are also part of a community that is forever talking about, it takes a village. Make it make sense. Relationships take work. We all know that. But sometimes doing the work is easier said than done, especially when we don't always know what to do or how to do it. We need help because no one has time to waste putting in work and not getting any results. Come on, that's worse than shaving your legs and not getting any action. Nobody has time for all that. Therapy though is one way we can get help in working on our relationships. And today we are talking with marriage and family therapist, Jewel Spencer, how to find our voices in therapy to better help ourselves and our relationships. We're gonna talk about how to talk to your partner about therapy And how to get the most out of marital counseling. I'm so excited about this conversation today. Welcome, Jewel, to Grown Girl Divorce. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So listen, we're going to jump right in because there's so much (laughs) I want to know and hear, and I know you're going to share with us. You know, how does therapy actually help us become better intimate partners in relationships? Sure.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it helps us to you know, know better, know ourselves better. Um, Usually when you go into a relationship, you, you know, you're, you're thinking about all the amorous feelings you're leaning into, you know, just like kind of being a supportive partner. Um, You're excited for, you know, like what having a partner like means for your future. Um, But then you, then you're in it, in it. Right. Right. And, um, and then you are, you know, kind of faced with like, you know, like the, some of the, the rosiness kind of like leaves or fades, and then you're, um, kind of faced with like the, the real stuff, you know, like kids come into the picture, yes. um, you know, kind of like different ways of, you know, the, the ways your family is kind of like differ kind of, you know, starts to come into play and, um, and you're dealing with real issues and you kind of realize like. Oh, things are a little bit different now, you know, um, happens. life, life really begins to happen, you know, once the, once the rosiness fades. So it's, um, so therapy can kind of help, um, untangle some of that stuff because it can be really like jarring to kind of sit with. My partner isn't either who they thought they were, who, who I thought they were, Or, you know, like this relationship isn't like as good as it once was, you know, like how, why are we like losing, you know, this, the fire that we once had, or like, you know, like why is our, why, why does it feel like the love is kind of waning or, you know, my partner is different or I'm different. Um, So therapy can help you, can help each partner, you know, kind of like untangle some of that and begin to kind of help them um, help each partner or or partners, um, you know, kind of, Get to a place where they can know themselves better, as well as come into the relationship, giving giving the relationship what it needs.
0: I like that. I think it's really this understanding of I am bettering myself, and in in bettering myself, I am bettering my relationship. Because what I'm hearing you say is, when the honeymoon is over, real life happens. It's kids. It's finances. It's losing jobs or health, or even the comfort level becomes such that you don't have to put on airs. You're not trying to hook this person. But yeah. when when that happens, sometimes what is actually revealed is not what we thought uh, it once were. I think about mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship, especially as a Black woman, and you think mm-hmm. about you know how comfortable am I in this relationship that I can tie my hair up if I'm staying overnight? Because that's a mm-hmm. real thing. It
1: is. You it's, know. It's, yeah.
0: You don't. You don't show your true self in many ways, right? Very early on, and that's one of those things where anybody knows we tie our hair down or we once the braids come out or <laughs> once or, or um mm-hmm. any any of those things those are real and those are real and 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 you don't share that with with everybody and so living in those spaces definitely takes the mask off so to speak but then when we think about that and we think about bettering ourselves to better our relationship, why is it so challenging then for many couples to go to marriage counseling? Like, why can't we get to the door? Why can't we get there?
1: Yeah, well, speaking of like Black families, Black couples, um, it, it, it's, it's I think it's always been a little bit of like cultural taboo, you know, right. to like go to a stranger, you know, to like talk about your problems. So I would say that can tend to be like the first hurdle. Um, as we were kind of alluding to before we before we got on, um, you know, therapy is now a little bit more in vogue, right? Yes. I'm a little bit less stigmatized. Um, you can share, you know, conversations with your friends and you're saying like, oh, my therapist this or oh, my therapist that. Right. Um, you're almost like, you know, kind of trading notes. Um, but that's, that's, that's just not, you know, that's not true for, for all people. You know, there's still a lot of that, um, stigma being held on to, um, mistrust. Um, another thing is just being able to find a therapist of color, um, you know, can be a challenge sometimes. Um, if, if, you know, you want somebody, you want to sit with someone who, um, kind of understands your experience, um, feel like someone that you feel like you don't have to kind of like explain yourself to so much, um, your experience so much um, it that that can sometimes be difficult to find. Um, and then lastly, you know, if if you, you know, decide on your own, like you're gonna go, you're gonna start, you know, therapy, um, and you're inviting your partner in to join, um, you know, trying to kind of pull them in, um, it it may be difficult. Like maybe they don't have like the same um feelings around um, therapy as, as you do, you know, so like there there can be like a challenge and just kind of like pulling in a partner, or maybe they don't view the the problems that you see, like they, there can be like an imbalance and, you know, just like believing that there is a real problem there.
0: That's um, a really good point. I wanna circle back just for a minute about the, the mm-hmm. taboo, so to speak, that has been mental health in um, particularly black and brown communities. Mm-hmm because we know that it's not been an area that we talk about that we share historically but i could not agree with you more that lately it is almost a badge of honor or there there is this sense of girl you know my therapist said or mm-hmm. let me work on this cuz you know my therapist mm-hmm. said i feel like it's mm-hmm. become more of a conversation piece and i think in large part it has a lot to do with shows like insecure where mm-hmm. here we had great strong black female characters and a big part of their growth and development particularly molly was engaging mm-hmm. with a therapist and a black woman therapist at that mm-hmm. and and i think yeah. that that has really in many ways allowed many of us to see ourselves not only in say Molly, you know, in the, in the perspective of I'm going because something's, I need help with something, but Mm -hmm. then to be in a space where uh, you have a black female therapist who, again, you talked about that idea of comfort and Mm -hmm. not on some level, having to Mm -hmm. just culturally talk about things because it's understood, even if our individual experiences have been different. So I do think that that's a really big wave and move in the right direction just generally. Mm -hmm. But we still, I do think we still have work to do in bringing others along with us when we think about spouses and certainly not to be stereotypical by any means, but as a mediator and a divorce mediator, I often find, especially with black and brown couples the male is very resistant to the idea of having a conversation with a stranger about, and I'm going to put it in quotes, an issue or a problem, because Mm -hmm. in their mind, it's even if it is a problem, it's not a problem that I need to tell somebody else about. And I would imagine therapy is that same way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, what what I try to kind of urge clients to kind of think about um the way I've experienced it is usually the um female partner will start first okay um you know they they've tried to you know kind of coax and you know encourage their partner to join um but they've been reluctant Um, and then we start and you know What I, what I suggest to them is like, you know, like invite them in, you know, like what, what they, what they think might be happening or what they think they might be walking into. It's just like a firing range, you know, (laughs) here, here I am a black, you know, like female, you know, like therapist, you're there, you know, the black female partner, obviously we're aligned. (laughs) you know, (laughs) Uh, or at least, you know, like that's the way it's going to be perceived. Right. Right, right. Um, You know, so like they, they probably think like, oh, if I go in this session, it's just going to be like, you know, it's all my fault. Right. right? And, and, and what I, and what I, you know, suggest to, to, to the female partners is like, you know, like let them know that this is an opportunity for them to kind of have their side told you know, for, it's a moment for them to be heard. Right. Um, it's a moment, it's, it's, it's a space where they can like walk away, hopefully with like some solutions, you know, like something tangible that they can start doing, right. um, you know, to kind of make things work because what, um, you know, I, I, I what I kind of see, you know, like male clients respond to is like, you know, solutions, you know, yeah. like they want like something like, well, how do I do this thing, you know, or like, you know, what are the steps to this? Or, you know, like, how much, how long do I need to wait? You how know, long like, do or, I need
0: to? Right. Yes, yes. like, what's the <laughs> yeah. action plan, right? Here's right, the problem. Right. How do we fix it? Mm-hmm. I could not right. agree more. They're looking right. for what's the path to yeah. resolution. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, yes. It's, yes. and it's not, you know, it's not that they don't have, like, emotions or, you know, like, they're not sure. processed things like, or, you know, that they don't feel like they need space for that. You know, like there, I, I you know, I certainly do have um, no clients who are, you know, come and they're ready to, you know, kind of like let go and be heard and just, you know, kind of like process and talk through. Right? right. Um. But then, um. but I, I, I would say like the, I wouldn't even put like, a, I was going to say the vast majority, but I wouldn't even go that far. But, you know, just like there's the, that, that, you know, like that idea that, you know, like you know, like the male partner wants to kind of like, just like get it fixed. It's is not untrue. <laughs> right.
0: Right. No, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a thing. I think it's all about perception. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you're trying to get someone to engage in therapy, being open about saying, come see, check it out. Cause it's not what you think may be a good first step. And then mm-hmm. once they're there, recognizing that, no, this isn't a let's beat up on this person. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that like TV intervention, right? You know, this, yeah. isn't, <laughs> this isn't that. This is really us trying to figure out um, how we can change some things together as a couple. And ideally, then we can work together in doing that. So that's a really good way, I think, of introducing the idea of, hey, let's go and and You know, speak to somebody, especially when we know that it may be more difficult for others um, to be open to the idea of needing mental health help, being sensitive to that and not overwhelming in the space of making it feel forced, making it feel uh, antagonistic, or that they are up against a, a firing squad. So, we get the partner there we get the spouse there and everybody's agreed to counseling how do we make the most out of even that first session because Mm -hmm. let's be honest we might only have that one session to get them like hooked in so how Mm -hmm. can someone who's like all right he's finally agreed or she's finally agreed how do we get the most bang for our buck even in that first session
1: Sure. Yeah. The, the first session is, um, you know, kind of calling out what the problem is and, you know, kind of like addressing what it is that you're coming into therapy for. Um, so I think as a, as a therapist, it's really important for me to see, um, you know, like a little bit of what, you know, is, is happening, you know. But what, what typically happens is that folks will come in and they're, you know, really on their best behavior. Right. Um, so so, I, 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 um, so I, I think sometimes like it's, it's good to just kind of like be yourself, you know, when you come into your first therapy session, you know, that doesn't mean like if you're a very, you know, kind of like contentious couple, you know, that you, you know, like you just, you know, start going at it right in session, not necessarily, but, you know, kind of give um, a window, you okay. know, into kind of like what a, um, what life is like for you and, you know, kind of like what you're looking to have resolved. And before you leave, you know, like, you know, ask the question, like, what is like one thing that we can do, you know, when we leave here, you know, that we, that, that, you know, could like possibly make a difference, you know, and, um, so that you can like walk away with like some insight into like what the therapist is seeing in you and, you know, like what they think will, you know, kind of help you moving forward.
0: That's great have a call to action, have something that you have an action item. What can we do? What are the next steps? So at least if you never get that person back, you can at least say, okay, we knew we needed to work on this thing, or this is something that I should be aware of. That's really key and important. I also like the notion that Come in in your truest form because this is the space or the safe space for you to work through these challenges or these issues. And so we really need to understand the dynamic and what you're dealing with when you are starting out definitely in in the process so that I think as the therapist can help then guide whatever the conversation is or whatever the action, whatever the action plans are. Certainly relationships take work, we know this. As a therapist, you know, what are common myths though about what role therapy plays in relationship work?
1: I think people tend to think that like therapy is, is like where the work happens. Okay. Um, and, and that is, um, you know, like a, a big, big fallacy you know, when, when you show up into therapy, you know, like you, you, you do some enacting sometimes, like you'll talk through things, you'll address things that maybe you didn't feel comfortable addressing um, at home. Um, like th- there will be a lot of things worked through, um, but then you have to really take that stuff, you know, take those tools, take those examples, take the insight that you get from therapy. And then you have to really do it at home. Like the work is really at home I think that's probably like the the big you know kind of myth is that like you know just by going to therapy you're doing work (laughs) right but but um but really the um the role of therapy is to give you a space to kind of practice you know to um to to give you like kind of a safe hub to communicate you know with like a a mediator of sorts um who will kind of like um you know kind of like highlight where things are kind of like going a little bit wrong um who will advocate you know for you if if they see that like you know like there's you know more power on one side than the other um but also um you know like once you once you walk out that door (laughs) you know like that's where the real work that's
0: where that's where the real work is yeah
1: yeah yeah so you know keep yeah so keeping that in mind and making sure that you know like the things that you learn in therapy you actually do at home
0: good point There's no point in coming to these sessions, talking, you know, through things, and then you go home and you don't put those things into action. So the real work is really after the session. The session is the guidepost, helps you Mm -hmm. think through these issues, be able to facilitate a conversation, but the work happens outside of the session. I will tell you, Mm -hmm. um, I think that, Most people don't think of it that way. They think of it the other way, Mm -hmm. where it's, I'm going to therapy and that's where we're going to work it all out. And then I'm coasting at home where it's really the reverse. The Mm -hmm. work really has to happen. You have to do the work outside of the sessions in order to make this happen. We jumped right in talking about, you know, how therapy can help our relationships, but I want to step back for just a minute and talk about how therapy can help us find our voices in order to be a, a better partner. We know you started out by saying in a relationship, therapy can help us really work through our own kind of issues, our own ways of being in a relationship, but I want to dig a little bit deeper. Do you have any tips on how to find our individual voice in therapy so that we can then outside of therapy, put these things into place?
1: I think, you know, like before even coming into therapy, um, it it can be good to just like know what you're going in for. And I know like there's kind of a, a, a broad idea of like, you know, like working on yourself and, and that that's important, I think what, what are the things like thinking about, like, what are the things that are important to you in a relationship? You know, what are the, what are the qualities that you want to see or, you know, like experience in a, in a partner? Um, you know, like, do you share those same qualities? Okay. Um, you know, and if, and if you feel like, you know, if you're, if you're wrestling with like low self-esteem or, um, you know, you feel like you just like make poor, you know, like dating choices or um, you know there's maybe some some body image things that you're struggling with um they're just like you know just structural life things that you you know you don't want to like tend to i I mean i think it'd be like really important to kind of like think through those things and begin to um you know kind of like start to work on those things you know like solo um so that you know like when you are you know going you know like into relationships you, um, like you, you know what it is that you're looking for and you also know who you are. Um, so, so, you know, when you kind of like figure out or, um, begin to see like, okay, like these are the things that maybe I I need to go to a therapist for, or these are the things I want to talk about in therapy. You know, you have some targets to kind of like work towards that your therapist can guide you on, um, and, and talk you through. So I think there's, there's, I always encourage journaling, you know, like get it down on paper. It doesn't even, you know, maybe it's like a dot, you know, kind of journal or, you know, just kind of like a paragraph, um, something that you do either. Like it doesn't have to be daily. It could be weekly. It's like some, like, you know, some weekly reflecting on, you know, kind of like what you're learning about yourself, what you, you know, want to improve in yourself. Um, but it does have to be, I think an active practice. Okay. Um, yeah. you know, as opposed to just like you know, thinking I'm just gonna arrive at this place
0: <laughs> and you know, like,
1: and be this person. Um, it, it it certainly is a very active practice, and um, you know, something that you kind of have to keep working on.
0: So, should you do individual therapy as well as couples therapy in so almost in conjunction with one another, where there are things you're working on individually. And then having that also kind of be a part of the couple's therapy process.
1: Yeah. I, I often encourage it, you know, because what, what's, what's like, take a, a something like, um, like communication issues. Okay. That's, that's like a, a regular, you know, kind of common, um, couple issue. Um, and, and what usually is happening is that, you know, there are two people. Yes. who are talking with one another you know like having disagreements having good conversations you know something happens and you know it's just like whoa well, why why did things just blow up all of a sudden you know but what, what's happening on the inside for you is way different than what's happening on the inside for your partner okay that, that's that's most likely the situation um if you know like you nor your partner have a way of self-soothing or you know like kind of communicating clearly like, well, this is not what I meant. Or, you know, like if if you don't have a way, you know, like how to, if you don't have a way of getting out of that, you know, that's, that's a signal that you need to kind of take your own, um, have your own space to kind of, you know, figure out how, how to, you know, emotionally self-soothe, you know, because yes, you want your partner to be receptive to you and to be able to kind of, you know, like know when you're um, you know, down or, you know, like know when you are, um, you know, needing more comfort. Um, but if, if you're a person who goes inward, for example, you know, when, when you're not feeling, you know, like kind of up to snuff, or if, you know, you're just like, you just get very emotionally flooded, you know, like it's, they may not be always be able to like, you know, like arrive to the occasion the way you want them to. Sure. Um, So working through, you know, whatever that stuff is, um, it will be important to, you know, to you, to, to being able to like, kind of come to the table, come to the relationship in a way um, where you don't put so much weight on your partner to, um, to, you know, to, to to soothe you so much or to like, to fix your mood. That's something that, you know, like you can actually kind of like handle for yourself.
0: That's a really good point. Not putting that responsibility squarely on them. Because a lot of times in relationships, you're making the assumption, right? That they can address your emotional needs in a way that you want them to. But a lot of times people just don't know how to navigate that. So understanding then, this is how I process. This is how I can sell to. This is how I work through. And then by mm-hmm. extension, communicating that to your partner in saying, look, when I get overly you know, uh, emotionally flooded or when I'm overwhelmed, I tend to draw in, this is how you can help me. It, I, I think would make again for better um, relationship, but then individually. But now when we're working with an individual therapist and then a couples therapist, should those be the same people or should you have different therapists, you know, so your couples therapist and then an individual therapist?
1: Yeah. So your, your, your individual therapist should be somebody different um, than, than your couples therapist, just ethically. You want someone who, um, is, um, Coming into your couple's work that's just focused on your couple's work um, and then n- now that's not to say that like you could do like individual sessions with your couple's okay, therapist sure. but for like ongoing like you know to like focus on like a certain problem or you know a, a certain issue um, but for like ongoing um, individual therapy you'd you want to have someone who is um, separate from that couple um, couple therapy process
0: that makes sense. When we're looking for a couples counselor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in your opinion, what's the most important thing to look for?
1: Um, you know, I would say the the relationship is really important, and 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 that that often means that you you know that you may you know need to spend um, more than one session with the person. Yeah, um, you know, because it is something that like builds you know like your when you first come into a session, it's, you know, you know it's, it's awkward first, right. <laughs> um, you know, but to be frank, <laughs> yes, it's, yes. Um, you know, like it's, it's a new person, you yes. know, like you're, you know, there's this honest to like share, you know, with somebody that you've never really, you've never met before. Right. Um, You know, so the first, the first time, you know, first time you can really hit it off, of course, but you know, a lot of times, like it's, it's a little bit, it's a newness. It's an okay. awkward newness. Um, so I, um, I would give, you know, just like a, a couple to a few sessions just to kind of like build, you know, like comfort. Um, but if you, if you notice that like, you know, like the therapist is either, you know, not as engaging as you'd like them to be, or, um, you know, just not, you know, like not checking, you know, like an important box. Okay. um, you know, for you, I would, I would suggest being honest with them, you know, because the therapist wants, you know, the relationship to work just as much as you do. Um, so I would say, you know, like bring, bring that, bring that to light, you know, just say like, Hey, you know, like something about this, you know, like doesn't necessarily jive for me, you know, like is, is there is, can we, can something be different? You know, like can, I, can I do it a different way? Um, but uh, I'd say, you know, in, in trying to, you know, find um, a good fit for you, just, you know, come as genuine and as, um, as real as you can um, and, and just, you know, kind of keep the lines of communication open because even if it doesn't work with that therapist, it's likely that they will be more than, than, than ready to kind of like help you find a better home.
0: Okay. That's, that's mm-hmm. helpful to know. You want to try them out. You want to get a good fit. The same is true when you're looking for a mediator, when you're looking for a lawyer, Mm -hmm. you have to find the right, the right fit. Um, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it doesn't happen right away. You have to give it a little bit because these Mm -hmm. are vulnerable conversations. Mm -hmm. You yourself are Uh, restrained in many ways, very few people come in out the gate, ready to just lay it bare. Mm -hmm. But even then finding that rapport and, and, and really that connection, it may take, it may take some time to kind of work through. Mm -hmm. And I would think even more so because now we're not just talking about a one-on-one. Now we're talking about three people who are all trying to work together to make this relationship work Mm -hmm. so you know that's a lot of people and a lot of personalities Mm -hmm. and a lot of um emotions to to process and to work through so Mm -hmm. that you can build the the couple and the therapist um relationship
1: and and one and i'm sorry one more thing that that i'll add is that like you know at the end of a session you know I, i will always ask you know like how is this for you you know, okay. like, like, you know, how how, how did this feel, you know, like, did, did it feel okay? Um, you know, like, did, you know, were the, were the questions, you know, like helpful, you know, I, I try to try to gauge, you know, like what, um, how they're walking away, you know, from the session also. Um, so even um, like looking for someone to kind of ask those kind of questions, you know, who's, who's showing like concern for how you are, you know, kind of walking away from session is, um, it's also an important thing to
0: look forward to. I like that. How was this for you? Right? Mm-hmm. Because that's mm-hmm. a, that's an honest question that requires honest feedback. You know, how did this go? Because we know that these are difficult spaces to be in. And so it's important to be honest, in order for the relationship to work, you have to let the therapist know. And then you have to certainly be honest with yourself about, eh, you know, that didn't work so well, or, uh, maybe it did work well for me, but maybe my partner didn't think it it went well, and maybe we should explore why. So right. asking that at the end or having that asked of you at the end is is really a good way to kind of bring things full circle so that, as you're proceeding in sessions, um, you keep that, you know, as as kind of your your guiding your guiding light. Mm-hmm. Many times, as a mediator, and certainly I know lawyers get this all the time. How long is this going to take? How many sessions are we going to need? How much is this going to cost? You know, everybody wants to know all of the, you know, who, what, when, where, hi, why, you know, why, how. Is there a magic number of <laughs> sessions for couples counseling?
1: Yeah. So there, there are some, um, some brief therapy, um, uh, uh, modes or um the- theories modes of th- models of therapy
0: okay
1: um you know that that are you know kind of like constrained to like you know ten sessions or nine sessions or fifteen sessions um, I, I I would say for the most part um unless a, a therapist kind of like you know kind of puts out that they are doing like brief therapy okay um there is no set time
0: (laughs) there's
1: there's no set time there's no set time no no
0: just you're in it until
1: it's done (laughs) until
0: it's done you're in it until you're done okay okay and and, and
1: even then and even when it's done I mean there's still room for you know like checking in um you know like they're just I, I would say like don't be focused on like the um, like, you know, like when is this on the clock or the calendar, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, lean into the process. Okay. Um, lean into the process um, because, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you get the the process, when you get the tools, when you, when you get to a place where, you know, you come into therapy and, you know, like you're, you're saying like all these good things that you, that you've been doing and like all the progress that you've been making and the therapist really doesn't, you know, like have anything to talk with you about, yes. you know, like, like they, they'll, well, they'll you let know. you know, they'll, they'll let you know. I mean, like they're, we're, we're regularly working ourselves, you know, like out of a client or out of a job, okay. you know, we want, we want to see, you know, our clients like move on so that, you know, like they don't need, you know, they don't necessarily need us anymore. Um, you know, so we're we're not looking to like hold them any longer than, than you know than they need to be there. But, but yeah, I would just say you know kind of don't look for necessarily a, a certain amount of time to be done. You know, just okay. aim to you know kind of like complete therapy when when you feel you know
0: complete when it's complete. For our girlfriends who are mm-hmm. in new relationships and are thinking about marriage, what are those must discuss topics for premarital counseling? You know, what are those things that you need to ask you're getting engaged or you're, you know, thinking about long-term kind of um, relationship here you are in premarital counseling. What are those kinds of topics that you want to make sure you check off the box?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think like Career goals is is important. Um, you know, where do you always want to live? You know, like where you're living. You know, um, you know, you always want to. Do, do you intend to kind of like take a job or um, or you know do do anything that like moves you out of out of the state or you know like what what are your goals as far as like travel, um, kids? You know, I would talk about rearing children. Yes. You know, like, like who, like what kind of roles are you expecting? You know, of each other to take. You know, um, um, what uh, finances? I I would really talk about finance and like pay attention to like how your partner is spending. Like, you know, like talk about like how you want to, you know, kind of, you know, what are your money goals? Um, you know, like, do you, do you want to buy? Are you like, we'll just renting, um, you know, like are investments important to you. Like, have you noticed that, you know, like your partner is more of a spender. Is that okay for you?
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, um,
0: These are all key. And I'm listening to you from the yeah. perspective of what happens when people don't talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you said travel and career mm-hmm. goals, I, mm-hmm immediately thought of three different experiences (laughs) that I've had where clearly Mm -hmm. nobody had a conversation about where we want to live long-term. No one had a conversation about, I'm fine if you stay at home and be a stay-at-home parent, or I'm Mm -hmm. fine with not being the breadwinner. Conversations Mm -hmm. that are difficult or can be challenging and so people end up avoiding them or they don't talk about them and then they build resentment over time and it, it, it becomes a problem Those things are really important and certainly you know we know the talking about finances and rearing children spend versus save those are huge
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I would even wager to say not even just rearing children do you even want children? And I don't think that people listen Mm
1: -hmm. when
0: someone says, I don't want children. I think that there's this piece of everybody on some level that's like, oh, you'll change your mind. Well, people Mm -hmm. don't change their mind in many cases. Um, And so asking those questions in a way where you can lay things out. But I think you just said, And really listen, really listen to what someone Mm -hmm. is saying, because if Mm -hmm. they've told you where they are, especially in therapy, then Mm -hmm. you're going to get the answer that you should really lean on unless Mm -hmm. they then otherwise kind of do a 360. But Mm -hmm. in most cases and in most things, when they tell you something the first time, that's when you really should, should listen Mm-hmm. So since we don't all have the privilege of having a therapist who is a girlfriend of ours, you know, <laughs> we want to hear what you tell your girlfriends about the importance of couples counseling or getting into some sort of relationship counseling, whether it's premarital or during the marriage. Um, you know, what do you tell your girlfriends about mm-hmm. couples counseling?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just stress that, you know, couples counseling is, is your, the therapist like is, is your advocate, you know, and, and not just like, you know, one person's advocate in the relationship. It is, they are the relationships advocate, you know? So like they're coming in there when you, when you come into a couples therapy session, it's not going to be about like, oh, well, you know, he did this or she did that, or they did this or they did that. It is, you know, like it's it, both all partners will be called, you know, called upon to be accountable for what they bring to the relationship, how they contribute to whatever the problems are, um, and you know, like both partners will be addressed, and you know, like how they can, you know, kind of like shift things to make things better. Um, so it there it's your the the client is the relationship, okay, um, you know. So it's it's like you know whatever you're saying right now, like, is it, is it working, you know, for the betterment of the relationship? You know, whatever you're doing, is it working for the betterment of the relationship? Um, not like, oh, you know, it. it's about the relationship.
0: I've never heard it put that way. And I love mm-hmm. that. This is why we have to have our girlfriend <laughs> conversations. I've never heard it put The counselor is the advocate of the relationship, not the Mm -hmm. individuals. It's about what can we do to support the relationship? And they are sitting in the space of how can we help the relationship? We've got two individuals, Mm -hmm. but I'm advocating for the relationship and in making the relationship work. That's fantastic. Jewel, if a listener is considering marriage and family therapy, where's the first place to start?
1: Um, I would say, I mean, core-chicago.com.
0: Yes, Um, that is where you start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. Um, yeah, so I mean, but um, I mean I I think um an easy, you know, thing is um, you know, just like psychology today, it's um it's a really easy search engine. You can, you know, kind of like search for um, you know by race, by, you know, like specialty, by location. Um, I think, you know, just like in finding someone, um, uh, you know, um, I think, um, yeah, I would, I would just lean on, like on that to start, you know, just like if, if they're just like looking for someone Okay. Just to, to get their search started. Yeah. I that's, think that's great.
0: It. That's great. And then certainly, of course, you know, I'm sure friends having girlfriends <laughs> who are like, Oh, you know what? I got a good mm-hmm therapist, or I went to this person a few years ago and I thought they were really mm-hmm. helpful. I have found that that's really also beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. but going back to that plug of core-chicago.com, <laughs> Jewel, tell us where we can find out more information about you and working with you.
1: Um, I, I would say right now, core-chicago is the best place to find me. I also have a profile on psychology today as well. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd, lo- I'd love to if if you know, if folks want to call in and you know call me, I should say, and find more information um, about me and you know, kind of like have consultations. I'm also open to that.
0: Sounds good. Thank you so much for your time today. We are truly, truly uh, honored to have you kind of share with us the importance of couples counseling, how we can get our people in the door. Um, but then also knowing that couples counseling is about advocating for the relationship and doing the work for the relationship, which I I think um, certainly is so beneficial for, for so many of us. So we are really, really happy that you joined us for this session today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.